Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. It's time for the Travis Thomas Show on Boston Sports Original, Original. W-E-E-I. Ah, here we go, baby. Travis Thomas experience back on W-E-E-I. It feels so good to be back home. I have been chomping at the bit to talk to all of you. There's so much going on right now in the world of sports It's truly a fascinating time for storylines. For example, uh, this is what I've been dying to talk to you about. My feelings on the Bill Belichick situation are way stronger than I suspected they would be. Now, throughout the entire process of saying goodbye to Bill, if you will, (laughs) I mean, it, it started during the season. We all pretty much, for the most part, knew we didn't know how. We didn't know would he be traded, would he would he you know, would he be fired? I remember having conversations, will they fire him in the middle of the season? But it seemed like all of us wanted it to end the same way. Just let him finish out the season and then part ways. And that's exactly what happened. What I didn't know was how strong I would feel now and how I didn't know that Bill would not have another job opportunity. And listen, I believe all of us feel like we wish nothing but the best for him. But I also feel the sense that all of us wanted Tom to win when he left. We were upset that he left, didn't want him to go, but there were no hard feelings. He went to the NFC. He went to a perpetual loser in the Bucks. It was like, hey, I'm still rooting for Tom. Wish him nothing but the best. I, didn't, I don't feel that way with Bill. I don't know if you do or not. I want him to have a job, but I don't want Bill to go to another team and have success. I don't want him to win a Super Bowl with another team. Pass Shula, no problem. Super Bowl, uh. And I think it's in part because of all this, the success sans Tom from the ones who got away. I wasn't even in this market yet when Mookie got traded. When Mookie Betts got traded from the Red Sox, I couldn't even believe the Red Sox were doing it, and I was on the outside looking in. Even when it went down, I remember thinking, that's all you got back? That's it? 
for Mookie? Now, I was here when Bruce Cassidy and the Jim Montgomery handoff (laughs) and that transition, and about halfway through last season, even with the Bruins breaking all the records in the regular season, being awesome, I still remember watching Vegas and thinking, man, that team could win a Stanley Cup. And eventually, they did just that. And of course, Tom, the ultimate middle finger was winning a ring with a perpetual loser in the Bucks. But ultimately, when it comes to the Patriots, it seems like we're all ready for a change. We're all excited for the change. And most of us are going through changes right now in whatever industry you work in. I'll just speak for mine. It's getting leaner, faster, younger, cheaper. You have to be versatile and do a bunch of different job duties all rolled into one. Turnovers rewarded, not loyalty to one company. Every time I talk to my dad about my career, it's very similar. You know, my dad and mom came up in the generation where you get a job, you work there 25, 30 years, maybe you have one, maybe two job changes in your lifetime, and that was that. You get a nice retirement plan, you ride off into the sunset. Those days are gone, baby. I mean, I can't even really talk to my dad anymore about, I can tell him the changes in my career and the successes that I'm having, but I can't have a big picture come to my dad for advice because it's a different universe. That loyalty to a company, or in this case, a team, is not rewarded. Now turnover is rewarded. Going job to job, team to team, place to place. Look at the exodus of older coaches who've left the game now. This is my case in point. Bill Belichick, Nick Saban, Pete Carroll. All all-timers, all of them struggled to adapt to the new way football is played, the new way these new players need to be coached. Now, Saban, to be fair, aged gracefully because he did evolve. When he got to Bama, they were defense, punchy in the mouth, old school. By the time he left, they were one of the highest-scoring teams in the country always, consistently, and they put in receivers and quarterbacks and running backs into the league like clockwork. And in the end, what did Saban say? His own words. He admitted he was tired. Now the league's about McVay, LaFleur's, Shanahan, D'Amico Ryans, Shane Steichen, all these young coaches around the league. You see all these new hires are young, right? Let's all hope. We can add Gerard Mayo to that successful young coaching list as well. But what's the formula to get him there ASAP? We see examples. We saw him in the playoffs. Look at the Texans. Zero to hero in one year. They had high draft picks. They nailed him. They nailed their head coach higher. They surrounded him with a great coaching staff. Did you see today Patriots promoting defensive line coach DeMarcus Covington to the defensive coordinator as we speak? How about the Colts? They had a new head coach in year one and a rookie quarterback as well. Doubled the wins from last year. And that team had to overcome an injury to that stud rookie QB. They had gambling suspensions. 
Jonathan Taylor's contract holdout. They had injuries all over the place, and although they missed out on the playoffs, that Colts team with a rookie head coach still beat John Harbaugh, Mike Tomlin, and Bill Belichick. The rookie head coach and the rookie QB combo can work if you get it right. Okay, we'll see. Gerard Mayo in place, building a staff. Now they have to nail this draft pick, and I believe it has to be a quarterback. Let's face it. Some of you don't want to admit it, but it's the truth. C.J. Stroud is a star. Huge arm. Seems to be cool off the field. Pocket presence. He's changed everything for the Texans. When you hit on a quarterback high in the draft, your entire world changes. He was a number two overall pick in the draft last season, but we've seen number three picks hit all the time at that quarterback position. In fact, I couldn't believe this. I started thinking about all the teams in the playoffs. If you just look at last weekend, the divisional round, seven of those eight teams had quarterbacks who were drafted in the first round. Three of those eight quarterbacks were drafted in the top two picks. Five of the eight got drafted in the top ten. And six out of the eight are still with their original team that drafted them. (laughs) The results are staring you right in the face. The numbers don't lie with coaches either, unfortunately for the Pats in this instance. For the sixth consecutive year, both Head coaches competing in the NFC title game are offensive coaches, both of them. 13 of the last 14 head coaches in the NFC title game had offensive backgrounds. So it is slowly happening in this league. Coaches are getting younger. And quite frankly, I mean, they're offensive. But but if Gerard gets the right quarterback – He'll have a chance to buck that trend. I told you, I'm all fired up for you. I've been dying to be on here. It's been a while. I told producer Zach, I said, listen, man, it's been a minute. I don't know if I'm rusty or what, but I got a lot to get off my chest. Taking your calls. Now, I need your help with this. I'm going to give out the number here, 617-779-7937. 617-779-7937. Follow me, Travis Thomas Experience, on Twitter and IG. I need your help with this. So I'm going to ask you this as we're here deep into the playoffs. I was thinking about this on my way here because my wife called and she said, hey, I hope you have a great show. What do you want to eat tomorrow for the games? And I said, oh, I haven't thought of that. So it made me think about you. I need to know what's your favorite Patriots playoff memory? Any year, any game during the dynasty run, Any party you had, any game you went to, just memories. Let's reminisce. I'll lay out mine when we come back and where I was during those games. And I figured, since we don't have the Pats on in the playoffs, we might as well just reminisce on the good old days. So I need your help because, obviously, I was out of market. I'll tell you what I was doing and where I was for a lot of those big games, including the Super Bowls. Those are – I have some pretty crazy (laughs) – Crazy stories and crazy memories surrounding Patriots Super Bowl. But you you all lived it. I need to hear from you. 
Let's reminisce on Patriots playoff moments. Your favorite. 617-779-7937. We'll do that for the whole show. So get in here and talk to me about that. Of course, we're going to spend the entire show breaking down the games, conference championship games for tomorrow, getting your Super Bowl predictions on. I'll even talk uh, Red Sox, Bruins, and Celtics in the last hour. So we have a full show here. I told Zach when I got here, I said, listen, no guests today. You know, I'm just going hard. All gas, no brake pads. Let's get it done. We do have a, a call here, Zach, on line one. Let's go to Connor, a young man just loving life, loving the NFL playoffs. Oh, he hung up. Connor, that was your close-up, bro. Call me back, 617-779-7937. Again, I wish the best for Bill. I will tell you uh, where I believe – he will end up next uh, when we come back. And I'll provide further proof for something that you already know. It's to as to why football is king. I have some staggering numbers for you as well. 617-779-7937. If you missed it earlier in the show, when I opened, uh, Patriots are moving forward with plans to promote defensive line coach Demarcus Covington to defensive coordinator. So this staff is young. He is uh, 34 years old. I mean, he's he's been with the Patriots for eight seasons. Uh, he's worked very closely with Gerard Mayo. So this is the youth movement here for the Patriots, and I believe it's going to cross over to the draft as well. I do believe they will take whether it's Drake May. Whoever, Jaden Daniels, whoever's available at three, they're going to take. And I think they're going to feel completely comfortable with it. Scout both of them. My gut tells me, as someone who covered Washington for as long as I did, my gut tells me Washington will take Jaden Daniels. And the reason I feel that way is they need an exorcism <laughs> in that franchise. I mean, new ownership. Not a lot of talent defensively. They shipped it all off. They have some pieces on offense, but none of them work without the right trigger man. Sam Howell's not him. So I think what's going to happen, Sam Howell in a lot of ways is Mac Jones for Washington. So what I think's going to happen, just my gut, I think they're going to be looking for an electric playmaker. Not that Drake May is an electric, but he's a traditional quarterback. I think Washington will take, take Jaden Daniels because of the dual threat ability, because of that playmaking ability, and that will, in turn, leave Drake May on the board for the Patriots to take, no problem at all. I'm good with either one of them. But a young coaching staff and a rookie quarterback could spell disaster, but it could also be success, as I just laid out to you, with just two teams. Texans and Colts are just a couple examples, but we see it time and time again in this league. 617 779 7937. What's your favorite Patriots playoff memories? Any year, any game during the dynasty run. We'll talk about that next and reminisce and keep breaking down these games. 617 779 7937. Travis Thomas Experience on Twitter and Instagram. More next. Travis Thomas Experience on WEEI. Here's what's trending. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to The Travis Thomas Show on WEEI and on the Odyssey app. Travis Thomas Experience, taking your phone call, 617-779-7937. Travis Thomas Experience on Twitter and IG. Listen, I want to reminisce. I was uh, not in the market for the Patriots dynasty, and I was uh, on the outside looking in, jealous as all hell. I I mean, I'm just going to tell you right now. I couldn't believe it. People around me were hating on it. I'm sick of Brady and Belichick. I was like, how can you be sick of greatness, bruh? I guess it was destiny that I ended up here because uh, I used to watch that dynasty and all the games, all the playoff games, all the Super Bowls, all the moments, even the losses. You know, I covered the Ravens early in my career, and a couple of those games, Patriots, you know, the Ravens would beat them. Uh, And I just, even then, it was, like, incredible to be a part of and to see so I want to reminisce, 617-779-7937. Since the Patriots are not in the playoffs, I figured we might as well reminisce. What's your favorite Patriots playoff memory any year, any game, any moment during the dynasty run? Uh, I'll be you know, taking calls on that all show, and I'll lay out mine and uh, where I was during those games as the show goes on. 617 779 Seven nine three seven. We also started the show with, uh, you know, just laying out how the league has changed. Teams are getting younger. Coaches are getting younger. It's really moved to more of an offensive-minded head coach. Uh, but there are young coaches. I mean, you look at the Texans. I use as the example to start the show. D'Amico Ryan's defensive mind, young guy, former player, uh, standout linebacker. Right, just like Gerard Mayo, uh, they hit on a first-round quarterback, and their whole world changed. They got the right rookie head coach. Patriots hope they got the right one as well. I think now you have to hit on a quarterback. Now, there are several ways to do this. You can do what I think, draft. Hey, Jaden Daniels, cool. Drake May, no prob. Whoever is there at three. Take them. Best available. Both of those guys have NFL games. Both of them have NFL size. Drake Mays better in the pocket, but Jaden Daniels gives you that dual threat ability. I think they both work in this league. By the way, 
much easier now to draft quarterbacks and develop quarterbacks than it was in yesteryear. Remember back in the day you draft a kid and sit him on the bench for a year? Those days are gone. You get him, you play him, you build around him accordingly. But, of course, you can go out and acquire a veteran, a Kirk Cousins. Maybe you bring in a Russell Wilson for pennies on the dollar. I don't want that, but it's another way you can do it. You can also do what Andrew thinks on line two. So I want him to break this down for me. Uh, let's go to Andrew on line two. Drew, welcome to the Travis Thomas experience. How would you How would you fix this team? I'll tell you what, Trav. I know that the, the league has become very quarterback-focused, and obviously you have to have a number one quarterback to if you want to be even competitive in the playoffs. We've seen it time and time again. But I think that looking at the top of the draft for quarterbacks is a real crapshoot not just because of the, the talent that's been there in, in recent years and the guys who have looked can't miss and then they haven't really performed as well, but the money that you're giving out and is really, you know, hamstrings the franchise. And what you don't want to do is you don't want to miss there and then have to go back into the draft again, the, the, you know, subsequent years and try to pull out a, a different guy or a different, you know, franchise savior. What I would say is you've got an absolute can't-miss talent at wide receiver with Marvin Harrison Jr. And because the quarterback uh, draft is, is so deep or the quarterback you know, uh, pool is so deep in this draft, you're, you're drafting high in the second round. I think you can go down and grab J.J. McCarthy out of mm, Michigan, yeah. a kid who played in the, the Big Ten, who's played in some big-time games, who, who, who you know, won a championship. You know, is is a you know got an NFL body and an NFL game. Yep. I think that's you know a preferable thing. And then when you talk about free agency, the thing I think you have to address in free agency is the offensive line, so you don't get your new guy killed, whoever he ends up being. Yeah. You know, so I think if you go that way, you get him a weapon. You know, you get a guy that doesn't matter who's throwing him the ball, he's going to go get it, and it immediately improves your offense, regardless of who's slinging it. But then you bring in a kid with a little less expectation and a little more upside. Uh, with a little less financial commitment. And sure. I think that's that's a quicker way to rebuild than, say, you know, try, trying to just load it all on the shoulders of a, of a you know, a, you know, Caleb Williams or a guy like or Drake May or a guy like that. Absolutely. And many teams have followed, you know, this formula that you're laying out. I appreciate the call. Uh, by the way, you know, he brought up J.J. McCarthy being available there at the top of the second round. Listen, you could be in the zip code in the neighborhood, for a Michael Penix Jr., a Bo Nix. I mean, these are the guys that will likely go, in my opinion, in the late back half of the first round. But certainly, we know the way draft night works. Could you see all three of them, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and Bo Nix, all going in the second round? I could see that. So maybe, you know, to your point, you take a Marvin Harrison Jr. at three, you stay patient, and you take one of those guys, whoever's available, be it McCarthy, Penix, or Knicks, you take them with the first pick or, or early in the second round. Here's my issue a little bit with that play, because I don't hate it. Marvin Harrison Jr., I'm certainly not going to argue with you um, on his possible impact, and certainly at the third pick, it makes sense. So so no arguments there. We're We're in lockstep. And I'm also not going to be that guy that says, well, Ohio State wide receiver that high and the, and the Patriots taking wide receivers that high in the draft never works. Just stop. I, I mean, 
we just talked, we just spent the first segment of the show saying how the game has changed, just like all of our jobs and industries are changing right in front of us, right? You got to let history go. If, if this kid is generational, which it looks like he is, and we saw his dad was, then you take him. Screw the history of drafting wide receivers. So you and I don't disagree there. I'm not going to be that guy with you. Here's where I will push back. <sighs> don't you kind of get shades of Mac Jones from some of these guys? I do. Let's talk about your example, J.J. McCarthy. Big school. You said it yourself. Big games. Won a title. Coachable. NFL body. These are the words you used. And I don't think you're wrong. But been there, done that, man. <laughs> I mean, Mac was okay, right? Gave us one good year, one so-so uh, year, and then, oh, my God, right? Now, can you say different coordinators, Belichick didn't like them, blah, blah, blah. Yes, there are reasons for everything. But I tell you what we haven't had around here in a while. A dynamic, game-changing playmaker at the quarterback position. I, I mean, I'm not telling you that J.J. McCarthy or Michael Penix or Bo Nix can't be that. I'm just telling you it's more likely that a Jaden Daniels or a Drake May is. That's all. 617 779 Seven nine three seven. Uh, I am getting some uh, <laughs> Patriots memories here on the text line. Uh, by the way, the text line three seven nine three seven. It's that Atlanta Super Bowl. So before I talk about Bill Belichick here, ironically, um, I want to tell you uh, my Atlanta Patriots Super Bowl story because it's pretty funny. And I'm embarrassed about it. And uh, for what I do for a living, it's probably good that I'm embarrassed about it because it makes for a great story. So that year, we had a Super Bowl party. And uh, I'm living in D.C. at the time. We invite, we probably had 20 people. It was a really big party. And we were living in one of those, uh, my wife and I, newlyweds, we're living in uh, one of those like condos, right? Condo buildings. So we rented out the common area. You all know what I'm talking about, right? It has seating and TVs and a fridge, and you can rent it out. So we rented that out. We had like 20 people over. And uh, most of them, you know, casual sports fans just coming to see the Super Bowl because it's cool. No real diehards on either side. I mean, have you ever met a Falcon fan? I haven't. And I, and I didn't have any Patriots fans at the party. But there's always one. There was one dude, friend of mine, Degenerate gambler, just like me. So we bet, you're going to laugh already, on the Falcons. Laid the points with the Falcons. Okay? You with me? So we're partying, having a good time. People, when I tell you, I have never partied so hard in my life than the Falcons whooping up on the Patriots in that first half. I was counting money. So what we did was every time a big play would happen, touchdown, interception, fumble, big first down, big gain, sack, anything, because if you all know, in that first half, everything that could go wrong for the Patriots did. So I was on the other side of that, me and my, my gambling buddy. So we were taking shots 
after every positive Falcon anything. We decided to make that a drinking game. That was a mistake. So first half, I am hammered. I mean, listen to my voice when I say it. Hammered. Okay? So the last thing I remember is Lady Gaga, who was a halftime performer, jumping off a roof or something. Like it was I remember like zip lining down to the field. Lights out for me. I mean, I'm counting money in my head. I'm I'm wasted. I'm like, I could sleep this off. When I wake up, I'll go get paid. I woke up to my wife saying, Hey, hey, everyone's left. So I'm like on one of those couches. She's shaking me. Hey, everyone left. Let's go to bed. I'm like, what? Where are what? what happened? She said, the Patriots won. I said, what? Of course I'm still drunk. What? Tom did it? She's like, yeah, idiot. I was like, oh, my God. So it was the mix of excitement that, wow, I knew the brevity of that, the greatest comeback ever in Super Bowl history, but then also still being sloppy drunk and then realizing I definitely did not hit my bet. So it was a... <laughs> It was a mix of emotions. There's a lot going on there. So there's my Falcon Patriots Super Bowl story. What are yours? I need playoff moments, favorite playoff memory from the dynasty. I need to hear it all. 617-779-7937. Travis Thomas Experience on Twitter and Instagram. All right. So there's only two jobs left in the NFL. It's obvious that neither the commanders or the Seahawks are going to rock with Bill. It's obvious. In the commander's case, I mean, Ron Rivera was a mess. I covered him. It just never worked. Even the year he did take uh, Washington to the playoffs, remember they had Taylor Heineke. They pushed Tom and the Bucks to the uh, to the brink on wild card weekend. Uh, Tom and, and the Bucks obviously prevailed and went on to win the Super Bowl. But even that team that Rivera got into the playoffs, I mean, they were like 7-9. and nine. They weren't any good. Um, now, you know, the NFC East was down that year, and that's how they were able to do it. But, you know, I mean, listen, they had the worst, one of the worst records in the league, worst defense in the NFL. They got rid of anyone that could play. You know, now it's – it's looking like they're going to go Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator for the Lions. So they're going in a completely different direction. They do have the number two pick. So you imagine, you know, uh, they take a May, they take a Daniels. We'll see. Um, here's another thing about that job that's, that interests me. $78 million in cap space. So... That's the most in the NFL by far. So they have the most cap space. We know the Patriots are in good shape with the cap, but Washington's in really good shape with it, and they have one pick above. So Bill's not getting that job. I mean, he wants too much power. I just told you they're likely going to take one of those quarterbacks. I mean, come on. what? what you're not going to give Bill the power that he wants, so that's problem number one. Number two, is he going to develop one of those dudes at quarterback? Do you trust that? Hell no. So, again, looking like they're going to go Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator for the Lions. As for the Seahawks, Pete Carroll 
moved out of the head coaching spot to a front office position after 14 years, and he's the same age as Bill. You're not going to go from one old dude to the next. And I would argue Pete Carroll is a younger old dude than Bill Belichick, who's an older old dude. And they're the same age. I, I mean, I just don't see it happening there either. So, I mean, look, Bill's 71. He's a defensive-minded coach in an offensive league. He wants a lot of control. Teams don't want to do that. He's proven, as far as him wanting power, he's proven Bill the GM's no good. He can still coach, but he just, boy, he just takes the oxygen out of every room he's in. The grumpiness. He doesn't want to deal with the media. I mean, I wasn't shocked at all that Atlanta chose Raheem Morris. And not that Raheem Morris is a greater coach than Bill Belichick, but I bet you he's easier to work with. Belichick, let's face it, 36 and 44 in five seasons with the Browns before he got here, 29 and 38 without Tom Brady. (laughs) I mean, listen, man, Falcons interviewed him twice and went with Raheem Morris. Washington has a new ownership group, and they don't want him. They can't sell him to the players and the fans. It's impossible for me to see him anywhere. And I don't just mean this year. I, I don't I don't know if this <laughs> listen, you know what I think? There will be a desperate team next season that loses a bunch of games. They'll stink. They'll fire their coach and they'll give all the power to Bill Belichick. But here's the problem. He'll spend his remaining years, however long, coaching a bad product and chasing Don Shula. Part of the allure of Bill Belichick this cycle was, hey, I mean, he could end up, he could end up with the Bills, he could end up with the Eagles or the Cowboys. None of those teams move moved off of their head coach. And then the one job, the Chargers job, that was like, oh, you get a star quarterback. I mean, there are rumors of hardball to that before the college football even start. College football season even started. So that was that always felt like a hardball landing spot. And then to be fair to Atlanta, you do need a quarterback, but we see the potential with that job, right? We see the potential with that team. I mean, they, they have offensive weapons all over the place. You assume Bill could fix that defense, and then you got to figure out the quarterback thing. But now he's not going to have any pick of any litter. He didn't have it this time around. He's not going to sit out a year and have the pick of the litter. You kidding me? By the way, it sort of looks like Mike Vrabel might be sitting out a year. That's someone who could be a hot commodity next season. Not an even older Bill Belichick who hasn't coached for a year. I do believe Bill will coach again. I Again, I think it'll be a just an awful team. Awful. Panthers level like this year. They'll be desperate, and they'll just they'll just fold. Yeah, you know what, Bill? We need you, man. Just come on. He'll chase Shula, and you know what? He'll pass him eventually, but it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be as celebrated as it should be, and likely it'll just be an ugly ending to a great career. I wish nothing but the best for Bill, but I am slightly shocked at, I mean, 
this is just not going well at all. 617-779-7937. What do you think is next for Bill? You think he'll sit out for a year and come back like I do to some awful team? Do you think he'll retire and live large in, in, in Nantucket? <laughs> Somebody told me Bill literally owns Nantucket, like all of it. Um, look, I'll take your uh, your call on that, but I'm also taking your calls all show long on your favorite Patriots playoff memory. I'm sad I was not here at all for the dynasty. So I am sharing stories of where I was uh, during some of these big games moments. Uh, but you were here, so I want to hear from you. 617-779-7937. Travis Thomas Experience on Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, what's your favorite Patriots playoff memory? And also, what do you think's next for Bill? Think he's sitting out a year? You think he'll retire? What do you got? 617-779-7937. Still to come, more on your phone calls on this. Plus, I'll tell you why football continues to be king of the world. And we'll, we need to preview uh, tomorrow's conference championship games as well. Lots to get to next. Travis Thomas Experience on WEEI. This is the Travis Thomas Show on WEEI. I reminisce, I reminisce. Uh. Yeah. I reminisce for a spell, shall I say, yeah. 22 years ago to keep it Reminisce, reminisce. Travis Thomas Experience, take your phone calls, 617-779-7937. Travis Thomas Experience on Twitter and IG reminiscing here i figured since the patriots are not in the playoffs we might as well reflect look back on the good old days i was not in market for any of the dynasty and it just drove me nuts it was destiny that i ended up here with you because i used to defend the patriots at every turn people around me would just hate now i will say this it was it was love hate here's what i mean anyone Anywhere near from this region were loud and proud Pats fans. So I know my fair share of them. But if you were not from here, it was pure hatred because the Patriots were winning every damn year. So, you know, it was like I was surrounded by both sides. And I was always just appreciative. I knew what we were watching while we were watching it. I knew it was greatness. It went a lot longer than I thought it would, but I always appreciate greatness, and that's exactly what you all had here forever. So we're reminiscing about favorite Patriot playoff moments. I told my uh, Atlanta, <laughs> I told the Falcons comeback Super Bowl story uh, last segment. I'm going to take your calls on it. Uh, my man Dixon has a story for me on that one. Uh, here's another one that comes to mind for me. That 07 undefeated Patriots team that lost to the Giants. So I was actually at work that night and uh, covering the game at a uh, local Fox affiliate, Fox 5, down in uh, Washington, D.C., right? So I wasn't even on camera uh, back then. I was really young in my career, like fresh out of college. Uh, so I was a producer. I was behind the scenes. And it was my job, literally, to watch the game and, you know, just um, put together any highlights from the game. 
And so I showed up to work that night thinking I was going to have all these highlights and Patriots were going to blow them out. And, you know, we know it didn't go that way. It ended up being a low-scoring defensive game. And I was kind of bored the whole game. And I was also just thinking, you know, eventually Brady's going to figure this out. We have an undefeated, like my script was written, undefeated team, you know, blah, 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 dynasty. And uh, and then that stupid David Tyree catch. Now, because I was in the industry and I wasn't at home where I could have did this, you know, on DVR or something. Did they have DVR back then? Uh, <laughs> I had a machine where I could, like, pause and play and rewind. I watched that stupid-ass David Tyree catch a thousand times because I couldn't believe it. A thousand I could not believe it, and still to this day, when I see clips of that, I just don't – I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Uh, 617-779-7937. So when the Pats lost that game, I was sort of bummed out because I had my script written, everything was ready to go, and then these damn Giants won. Little did I know they'd do it again later on. Unbelievable. Let me hear some of your memories. You were here. You lived it. You felt it. 617-779-7937. Get in here. We're reminiscing. Let's go to Dixon on line one. Dixon, I need some playoff memories since we don't have any. Man, so can you hear me? I got you, brother. Yeah, so I remember um, watching the Falcon Super Bowl, and I was in a room with some of my frat brothers and friends, and, and you know, it was, it was just straight – Patriots haters. We were in a room with like 40-some people, all Patriots haters. So at the goal, the game is going, they had us sitting on the line, um, on the couch, me and two other Pats fans, they had us in our jersey, they're taking pictures of us. You got to be a champ, right? You got to take it. That's right. Right? That's right. So one guy, he went on at, at halftime and bet like five grand against the Patriots. Mm. And as the game start rolling, and Edelman catch and everything, and we started coming back. And I said, yo, you done lost your money. I was like, who told you the better thing? That man was in the corner, slumped, curled up like a baby. He was so upset. That comeback bitch was so good, man. I said, boy, you should have gave me that $5,000. That was a bad space, just memory, man. I watched that. I watched the highlights of that game at least once a month, man, with the, with the mic'd up, too. Everybody, when you hear Muhammad Sanu on the sideline talking, like that, that is by far one of the best Super Bowls ever, man. And I, I relish that moment. I, I lost my voice for days after that. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I mean, just fantastic memories. So many memories. Um, incredible. Was the um, was the Tuck Rule game? Was that a playoff game or regular season? I don't even know. It's so old school. I that was. Look, I was watching football then, but I don't, I don't believe I was even – what year was the uh, Tuck That's rule? a little before my time. What year was that? Uh, I think it was 2001. Yeah, uh, I was – I'm pretty I was sure like, it was a playoff game. God, that shows how old – bro, Tom Brady played forever. That was a playoff game, the Tuck rule game? I believe so, bro, yeah. I remember watching that, too. I was a kid, and uh, that was insane. Oh, man. You know, the Raiders still haven't recovered from that. God, they just hate, don't they? Uh, my buddy Corey just texted me and said the 9 uh, game where the Patriots beat the Ravens. Uh, but then if you remember, 
you know, I mean, again, like I was covering that rivalry too. That was a nice little rivalry for a minute because the following year, uh, the Ravens smoked the Patriots in the um, in the playoffs. So it's like it's just so many. It's just so many memories, man. It's just. God, that dynasty runs incredible. 617-779-7937. That's why we're doing it because, you know, <laughs> there's no no Patriots present in these current playoffs. So we're just going to reminisce right now. Let's go to my man Chuck on line two. Uh, Chuck, give me some memories. You were at the Super Bowl? Come on. Yeah, my, yeah Travis, my wife and I went down to it. To the Super Bowl and and uh, and we're up we're up in the the, the Skyview seats way up as far as you can go. Oh. We're up high and there's a great crowd and everybody was depressed at halftime. And then we're we're watching the clock. Mostly we're watching the clock and we're watching Brady score. And everybody's saying, "Okay, we got eight minutes to go," and we're down. What, what was it? Twenty. Uh, 28 points, I think, wow. and with with eight minutes to go, and he's starting to bring them back, and everybody's going crazy. He scores a touchdown. We got six minutes to go. You know, can he do it? And it, and and we're watching every play, every minute, and I tell you, it was it was such a great comeback. Um, and I've been to other, you know, some other championships, whether it's baseball or the Celtics. And, you know, I've been to these games where they win at the last moment by a bucket, but there was something about this Super Bowl and a comeback, just the the amazing comeback to me is even more impressive than a last minute buzzer beater, you know? Absolutely. I appreciate the call, Chuck. That is awesome, man. Let me hear your story. 617-779-7937. Travis Thomas Experience on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to message me there, I will read them on air as well. 617-779-7937. How about the uh, text line blowing up as well? Uh, The first win after 9-11, a memory. Super Bowl forty nine, a Malcolm Butler interception. I still, to this day, don't understand. Why? Pete Carroll didn't give it to Marshawn Lynch. I mean, what are you doing, bro? That was coaching in the moment because I'm telling you right now, Belichick's guys were prepared. Malcolm Butler makes the play. Bada bing, bada boom. Cue up the band. That's all she wrote. But, man, (laughs) on the other sideline, you don't give that ball to Marshawn Lynch. Are you a moron or what? The answer is yes. Thank you very much. Another ring for Brady and the crew. 617-779-7937. Travis Thomas Experience on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, So, obviously, more of your phone calls. I want to reminisce. You know, also tell me, what do you think's next for Bill? I mean, you like, is he going to sit out for a year and come back? Is he going to retire and live large in Nantucket? Like, what's going on with this guy? Patriots, playoff memories, Future of Bill, I need to hear from you. Uh, And I'll tell you why football continues to be king of the world. We'll preview tomorrow's conference championship games next. All that and more. Travis Thomas Experience on WEEI. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, 
they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.